Hey there, you're listening to the Faith and Family Podcast with Travis and Whitney Jackson. Every week, we will encourage the family to get closer to God and each other. We want to discuss faith, family, culture, and Jesus. We hope you'll feel like you're hanging out with us and our crazy crew. Don't hesitate to say hi. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. Hey, welcome to our Faith and Family Podcast. We are so (laughs) glad that you're here. We're super glad that you're joining us. And uh, we have some really cool things to talk about today that's going to help your family, that's going to encourage your family. And uh, Whitney, before we get started, why don't you kind of give an update of what's going on uh, at our house? Yeah, so have you even quarantined if you haven't attempted homemade banana bread or chocolate chip cookies. Chocolate cake. <laughs> or chocolate cake. I don't know, y'all. We've been going through all the recipes. And so, funny story. I have gone, we've gone to the store, you know, to get supplies and all that. I bought three bags of the chocolate chips to make chocolate chip cookies. But it took us four bags <laughs> before we could actually make them. <laughs> they didn't make it. They didn't make it. Because uh, we ate all us. the chocolate chips. Yeah. And have you really quarantined if you haven't spent all of your money on food? Grocery store. And you're making like two or three trips, trips a week because Speaking your food of, is you out. Uh, I do have my, I have been doing a little uh, uh, shopping. shopping, social distancing, but yeah. shopping today. So anyway, you can write in the comments what's kind of going on uh, with you and your family. Anything interesting, anything funny. New recipes. Uh, new recipes, right, yeah. right. Uh, so anyway, I want to talk about just kind of what we want to jump into today. This is this is basic and it's going to be short, but I think it's very, very powerful and it's important. Uh, today we want to talk about not breeding a spirit of competition and comparison amongst our siblings. Listen, I think we all know that we live in a very competitive world. We live in a world where, where you have to, you know, you have to be the best or you have to be better than the other person uh, to get the job or to get into college or to, to make the grades that you want to be. It's very competitive, yet we don't want a sense of rivalry or comparison within our house. We want our kids to grow. We want our kids to excel. We want our kids prepared uh, to compete into the real world when they get there. But we do not want to, at the expense of our kids' health and our family structure, we do not want our kids constantly fighting, constantly like racing each other, constantly just Mm -hmm. trying to be the best. We don't want our kids constantly trying to win our affection and our attention because they did some sort of action. Mm -hmm. You know, we want our kids and our family to be on the same team. And with younger kids right now, I'm telling you, we're in this age where there is a lot of just natural competition. I mean, it's who got to the, the, the car door the fastest, I win. You know, who tied the shoes the fastest? Who my, has the longest french fry? Yeah. I mean, my kids woke up the other day and, and Gabe, my six-year-old, he comes into the room and he lays down in bed with us. And then, you know, our, our daughter, Aslan, comes in like 30 minutes later and he's going, I beat you, Aslan. I woke up first. I woke up first. Like, who can control that? But that's kind of where they're at. And yeah. so we want to talk about some practical points that are going to help you as a parent, things that we're walking through right now mm-hmm. uh, that are going to help us not breed that spirit of competition and that spirit of comparison because I'll be honest some of the stuff that we've done before you know I mean hey y'all go race or hey who can get ready fastest Mm -hmm. you know uh, it may seem like harmless Mm -hmm. but you know we don't again want our kids thinking that their the attention and love from us um, you know, goes with, with them doing that. And also, we don't want a wedge to be drawn between our kids right. where they don't like each other, where they're mad at each other, where they're constantly doing this. So we want to talk about uh, a few key points, but I want to give a, a quick scripture. Actually, it's part of a story. It's Genesis chapter 25, uh, starting with verse 27. It says this. This is referring to Jacob and to Esau. 
And it says, the boys grew up, and Esau became a skillful hunter, uh, a man of the open country, while Jacob was uh, content to stay at home among the tents. And it says, Isaac, who had a taste for wild game, he loved Esau, but Rebekah, his mother, loved Jacob. And if you've read that story, you realize that I don't think the problem was really initially with Jacob and Esau and all the mm-hmm. things that happened. I think their parents breeded a sense and a spirit of competition and comparison. I believe it drew a wedge between them. Yeah. It ruined their relationship. And we don't want that to happen with our kids. So uh, we're going to have two points. Whitney, why don't you jump in yeah. and, and yeah. go over the first so one? So I feel like the first point is to make time for connection for each individual child. So we have three children right now, like he said, ages six, four, and now, what, 14 months old. And I think that, like he said, they're always, you know, wanting our attention. And every time you add another kid in there, then your time is kind of split even more. And so I think it's so important that we have to take time for each individual child, even if it's just 10 minutes a day, just loving on them, affirming them, and, and speaking into their individuality because they have different strengths. And so if we can speak into their strength and encourage that, but also looking for encouragement and compliments in the other siblings. That's what we try and encourage. I think that a lot of times children, they feel left out. They feel unsure how to get attention. And so if we can just be conscious of even the season that the child is in. I know Travis and I talk about this child needs a little extra attention in this moment. And so we both try and focus our attention on them so that they don't feel left out. They don't feel like they don't have a connection with us because one is exceeding or there's the baby in the house. And so I think that the first point so that they don't compete is so that they make time for them to to feel loved and um, honored and valued. Yeah, and I think it's important just on that note to tell them that we're proud of them. Yeah. You know, to let them know that, you know, I'm proud of you not because of what you you did, but because of who you are. I'm proud yeah. of you because you're our, our son, you're our daughter. We, we love you. We care about you so much. And I think that's just so, um, kids act out a lot because mm-hmm. they want the, they want that affection. They mm-hmm. want the attention. And I think as long as we can continue to speak uh, just identity into them, yeah. this is who you are, you know, you're our kid and, you know, God's got this plan for your life. And I think it's important too, to just always bring it back to God. God yeah. made you unique. Yeah. God made you special. God gave you gifts and talents and abilities, mm-hmm. and they're going to be different <clears throat> than your sibling. Right? Yeah. And so here's the second one, too. <clears throat> Refuse to compare your kids. Uh, and that just ties into what we just said, but each kid is unique. They're different. They're special. They have areas that they really exceed in. They have areas that they don't really exceed in, mm-hmm. you know? And even with our kids, uh, it's so funny to watch them, particularly both of my older kids, um, they are competitive. But, but for instance, I was telling you about Gabe. Gabe, is, he's really fast doing everything. Aslan's naturally slower, but what she does is like orderly and in line, and she cleans up after herself, and everything's got to be in a row. And I think it's important to call those things out in them, you know, and not constantly just, you know, measure on one scale. Right. You know, I think that's very important. Um, it's easy to accidentally um, pitch your kids against one another. You know, your sister did that faster than you, or your brother, uh, he eats his vegetables, whatever it is, because yeah. we're, all, we're, we don't want to cause a wedge between our kids, and unintentionally, 
just joking around or just not even thinking about it, we can be driving our wedge between our kids just like uh, Jacob and Esau's parents mm-hmm. did. So we won't, don't want to do that. And Whitney and I, I mean, we've, uh, I'm especially, like, I've been bad about that. Hey, your sister ate, did this, and, you know, she did this faster. Like, that's mm-hmm. not a great way because to us, it may not seem like very much. We're adults and yada, yada, yada. But when you're a kid and you're just forming what you're thinking and what you're believing and how you're thinking about your siblings, how you're thinking about your parents, you don't want that root of just rivalry and, and competition jealousy. and jealousy that's mm-hmm. in there. Um, you know, I, I can, I can, um, I can guarantee you that our kids, without us even knowing it, like we've we've hurt their feelings just because we've compared uh, them to their siblings. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if I, I would just encourage you out there that are listening today, like search with inside yourself, talk to your spouse. Have I been, you know, we've been pitting our kids against each other. The reason that they're frustrated towards one another, have we planted that root or that seed? And if we have, we want to go back. We want to ask for forgiveness. You know, we want to talk to them. You know, so there's all this stuff that's stirred up even in our culture just with, like I said earlier, the competitiveness. So what is the solution to not just comparing your kids uh, to to grading on the same scale? And I think it's two things. I think it's encourage individuality and to encourage Cheerleading. It's important to point out again uh, our kids' strength. Gabe, Mm -hmm. you're good at this. Aslan, you're good at this. Trinity, you're good at this. Mm -hmm. You know, and just like Whitney said, we want to encourage our kids to cheerlead for the other kid. Mm -hmm. Listen, Gabe's at the basketball. Gabe's playing basketball. We want our kid to cheer on our other kids and not, you know, just think, well, I'm going to score more points than they did. Like, we don't want that spirit of competition at all. Um, We want our, you know, I can remember back in our youth group days, uh, years ago, if you didn't know, Whitney and I were youth pastors for 10 years, 10 years, 10 years, and uh, we would always play this game where it was the rock, paper, scissor game, and you'd play, you know, everyone would get with a partner, and you rock, paper, scissor, shoot, whoever won, you move on, whoever loses, they would get with the other person that just beat them, Mm -hmm. and so at the end of the game, when there's only two people left, you have half of the crowd kind of on this side, and you have half the crowd on this side, and their job is to cheer the other person on. That's what we think success is. Number one, that our kids know God. They know that we love them, right? But also that they're on the same team. Because we don't want our kids, once they leave our house, once they graduate, we don't want them at odds. We don't want them not seeing each other. We want them to know that they are loved by us, that they're individual, that they have gifts and talents. We want to push them and encourage them. We want to train them up yeah. right, in the ways of the Lord, but we don't want them to, to be constantly angry and jealous of one another. And I think it comes with intentionality because I can even see Aslan and Gabe now make comments to each other. Oh, that was a good thing, brother, or good job, sister. And that comes because it was caught, not taught. Because they hear our words, they hear our affirmations, and then they copy what we do. And so I think it's just important just to constantly be cheerleading them on, but teaching them how to do that for their siblings. Yeah, and when they and when they do that, yeah. we want to encourage them yeah. and when they don't do that yeah. when they're like I made it five times and you only made it three we yeah. want to speak into like hey you know she made it that's good what yeah. you did was good you're on a different level so anyway hopefully yeah. that helps mm-hmm. you know God's got a big calling and purpose for our kids we know mm-hmm. that we want to do everything that we can to keep our house healthy to be on the same team yeah. and so that we're all glorifying God together and we live in a peaceful home so mm-hmm. anyway with that we want you pray yes. and we will see you 
next time. Awesome. Lord, I just thank you for all the families represented, and I just pray for um, just a spirit of unity amongst every family, God, that you would just teach us and train us how to have that in our homes, and I pray you bless everyone in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Join us next week as we continue the conversation. May God bless you and your family.